Hey there, crafter with a full-time job. If you're looking for a way to make extra income, extra 10K in your sleep from SVG cut files in the next 12 months, I'm Jeff and I am here to help you. Sign up for my free masterclass below and get my secrets for building a successful six-figure SVG business. So you can quit your job, you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids. Hello, hello. Jab here from Cut and Make Crafts. And today I am inviting a special guest to our live session and her name is Melissa. She is a former certified nursing assistant turned full-time online business owner and a mom and a spousal caregiver. So today's topic is all about, today we are gonna focus the discussion on how to run a business while being a caregiver. Hi, Melissa, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good morning. At least it's morning where I'm at in the time zone I'm in. So hello. <laughs> hello. It, it, it's uh, it's 30. So it's almost going to be midnight in a couple in one or two hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Like when we do this kind of stuff, it's like, you know, yeah. I might, it might be nighttime where you're at, or it might be morning time. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So thank you so much for taking the time out to join us for today's live session. And we have a couple of uh, people in the audience who are really excited about this, uh, this interview because they want to learn a ton of stuff, uh, how to be a caregiver while running a business. So let's jump right in. Uh, so tell us about yourself, a little background. Okay. Um, hey, everybody. What's up? Um, my name is Melissa Miller. I'm a former former certified nursing assistant. I did that work in healthcare, basically working with the elderly long-term care facilities for about 15 years before I became a stay-at-home mom and spousal caregiver. Our journey initially started in December of 2019 when my husband had his first seizure. And it really was slow. Um, he just passed out. We thought, oh, it's just because he's tired because we had an almost one-year-old at the time, daughter, and he was working 40 plus hours a week. And obviously parenting in your mid early to mid-50s is a little different than your 20s. <laughs> so I thought it was just something small, like maybe a chemical imbalance or something. But everything changed in May and April of that year. My husband's seizure activity went from just one in the span of or excuse me, three in the span of three months, because he did have another one in January and March of 2020. It, he started having months, uh, months and months of 10 to 20 plus seizures a month. And so when his health was just really declining, it just really dawned on me, this isn't safe. I can't do this anymore. We're in the middle of a pandemic for one. We have a one-year-old daughter and my husband's health with his seizures, for those of you who may not be in the headspace of epilepsy or seizure disorders, it's very random. It's very individualistic. You never know when an attack is going to happen. And it's very important that there's an adult there to A, maybe call emergency responders if need be, if they do follow their head for the concern of a concussion, or even just to give um, rescue medication to help their body calm down after the seizure has subsided. And so 
when I went on the quest to find something I could do from home full time that would be flexible with my chaotic life, with being a mom to a toddler, with being a caregiver to her uh, epileptic um, husband, I really struggled to find something that would work because anything else I looked at either wanted a certain certification, a certain degree, um, X years of experience, um, or they wanted me tied down to my laptop or computer for eight hours a day to hit a quota of calls to do like telemarketing or something mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. Cause if my husband has a seizure right now, I'd be dropping this call right now and running. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, blogging and online entrepreneurship really became a gateway for me to do something when I could, how I want, when I want. Uh, obviously in the beginning, I was very green. I had no clue what I was doing or really what I wanted to do. But over the last two years, I have really gotten clear about what I want to do and realizing that, you know what, if the situation that my family went through could happen to me at a younger age, no paramedical history for my husband in terms of epilepsy, either as a child or in his family, which is usually how it's caught and diagnosed, it could happen to somebody else. So I want to stand in the gap and be there for other women who are younger moms, younger caregivers, and have no clue what to do um, when their spouse gets sick and how to just navigate that. Because you really, the rule book, so to speak, um, for lack of a better expression, gets thrown out the door when this happens. You have to write your own rule book. And as a fellow entrepreneur, I know for sure as well, that's what we do, right? We have to figure yeah. things out on our own. Yeah, so true. I totally agree with you there. So you said that you wanted a business that would also give you the freedom to be there for your husband whenever he needs you. So can you tell us exactly what business model did you lean towards and what kind of business did you start? Initially, back in May of 2020, I started because I was clueless. I did an, initially just a regular blog. I thought, okay, I'm going to do a blog. And the topic I sh I struggled with for um, throughout the rest of the year, I did, I shifted like four different times. I did like, okay, I'm going to do a mom blog, but then I thought that was oversaturated. And then I did um, lifestyle, personal development, even stuff on my CNA work. And it's like, oh, no, I don't really want to do about healthcare anymore. But um, what really dawned on me when I started doing research by the time I hit the fall of 2020, I was just really struggling personally with everything I was going through. I was looking for resources, but I couldn't find anything. That was the thing that it was the eye-opening experience for me was I couldn't find any caregiver-type resources and motherhood-type resources that were aimed more at the mom who hadn't made a pre-planned decision with her spouse prior to having children to choosing mm -hmm. to be a stay-at-home mom. Because let's say, for example, the husband makes a really good income, right? For one, no, not dissing on that. Totally respect people who choose to do that. And then, or what about the other situation where your spouse, like what, 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 like what I'm experiencing, excuse me, is, has no prior medical history and just out of the blue gets hurt or gets sick and though, and with us having a pandemic ongoing, or even if you're in a situation, if there wasn't a pandemic going on, uh, they don't have the money to hire help, you know, and they choose to, it's, it's cheaper and better. And also just to be a little selfish and be there in that situation for, for for the mom, the wife, the partner, um, to care for the spouse. And so realizing that there wasn't anything that was targeting those women, I was like, that has to change. So now that shifted my thinking and, and model to going from a blog to an online coaching business, which is where I'm at today. 
Awesome. I, I love that you shared all the details behind that. So, uh, so I, I'm glad that you slowly and gradually transitioned to where you wanted to be. And, and what, what does your day look like right now? Like, what does your routine look like? And what are your business hours? Do you have fixed hours? Tell us about that. That's a good question. And shout out to my coach, Faith Marara. She would love me for this because I actually do have set office hours now. So um, usually what I do is this is actually my usual get up and go time. Um, I get up anywhere between five and 6.30 in the morning. I get my coffee, get my water. Um, I come into my office and I do my journaling. And then I work on my computer, you know, whether, whatever I need to work on for that day. So whatever I have on my calendar. So be it, you know, writing, writing um, social media posts or emails or responding back to email collabs for a project like this, um, doing my, and then I do social media stuff where I am promoting my, um, my work, obviously, you know, and doing those kind of things, all the things that you have to do with the business. Um, I work on that stuff between, you know, from about six, six thirty ish till 11 is my cutoff time. And then after that, I go into mom mode for the rest of the day, pretty much. Um, I might do some stuff on my phone on the go because with technology, you can. But for the rest yeah. of the day after that, I pretty much am in mom mode, A, to just help take the load off my, because we do live with my father as well. And um, my and just to be available also for my husband. I'm still always available for my husband if he needs something or my little girl. But mm -hmm. um, I try to make it fair because um, at 11, my husband usually, usually needs to lay down from like 11 to 1. So I need to watch our daughter anyway. And he needs mm -hmm. to be able to lay down um, to get extra rest because with epilepsy, extra sleep is how you can keep the symptoms at bay, if you will, to keep him calm mm -hmm. down. And especially if he has to work because he is still able, he does get disability, but he also is still going to work. Um, a few shifts a week, which is good for his mental health, right? You know, who wants to be cooped up yeah. at home and not be able to interact with other adults and get out of the house and feel like you're still um, contributing to the family financially, right? Because, you know, men are providers, men are fixers. And so for men, I have to say for this, seeing him go through this the last years has been so heart-wrenching because this is he's the one that's like supposed to provide work 40 plus hour work weeks, um he can't he can't ever be alone with our daughter anymore because of safety because she's she's three now but still she can't give medication she can't call 911 she can't do any of the basics that i as the adult and the caregiver can and so mm -hmm. it it so a situation like this does impact not just the person who's going through it but it impacts the whole family well, life yeah so true so true so can you tell us what kind of businesses do you recommend are suitable for people who are caregivers based on your experience and based on the research that you have done? Um, for me, I, I definitely am all for online business owners or online business period for just for starters, because think about it. You're your own boss. You can work around your spouse's illness. You can work around um, the schedule of your small kids. Like say, for example, on Wednesdays, I cut off a little bit sooner because I have to take my daughter to speech therapy. Mm -hmm. So things are a little, <laughs> can get a little crazy when you're both balancing motherhood and caregiving, right? Let's just be honest. Um, but as far as the topic or the venue or method for doing your online business, I would say, what lights you up? For me, I did keep that blog for a year before I um, canceled it and moved on to a different website that I have now mm -hmm. for my business. 
And one thing I figured out from that year is I'm not a strong writer. I mean, yes, for marketing purposes and being a business owner, you do need to, you know, learn to be a good writer, right? You know, in terms of copy and sharing your message, you know, con, you know, because writing is important because you do have to do a lot of writing as a business owner. I'm not disregarding mm-hmm. that. But in terms of how I want to work with people, it's not through blog posts. You know what I mean? I really love having intentional, beautiful conversations like what you and I are having right now, where I get to know the person. So coaching is really what I love to do. You know, talking is how your girl loves to interact with people. And so um, leaning towards that strength. So that was another piece of just trying things and figuring things out as I've gone through my journey. And with the help of my coach, that's another thing. If you're going to do this, get coaching help. (laughs) There's no way you could do this by yourself because there's so many pieces. It's not just the copy, the marketing, the sales funnels, the business um, aspect in terms of, you know, how to afford, you know, the hosting and things like that. There's so many other moving pieces. Like what is the why, why you want to share your story? What is, what lights you up? What are your strengths? Okay. So for example, talking is my strength, but writing is not my strength. But right now I'm working through some resources I've gotten from another coach that mm-hmm. are helping me be a better writer and I'm practicing and I'm experimenting. And if it hits the fan, that's okay. I will get the lesson and clarity I need to be a better business owner and a better coach overall. So it it's a process. It's a marathon is the best word I like to use. If you do decide to do this, I want to warn you, it's a marathon. It does not happen overnight and it's a process. And mm-hmm. You're going to have moments where you go, I'm so frustrated. I'm trying to figure this out. But if you really are intentional about this work that you feel that God has laid on your heart, I'm a Christian. And so I I do believe that my work is divinely given or whether you choose to believe in God, the angels, whatever your faith is, tap into that. That is just as important as the why, even as something as simple as just financially being able to provide for your family and be flexible around whatever situation your family's going through. So if you're a caregiver or not, freedom, freedom to be able to do, be, to be able to show up in, in areas of your life that you need to is so important. This podcast is sponsored by my Ivy League standard SVG business coaching program, SVG Superstar, where you not only learn to design SVGs, but also how to sell those designs to make money in your sleep. To learn more about my program, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. So true. So true. Like be there, try to be yourself and choose uh, options uh, that will give you the freedom and uh, the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um I hope you don't mind, but I just want to shout out my girl, Lisa, from your mom village. She's in the same mastermind as I did. And I love what she said. Uh-huh. And this is for everyone. So everyone listen up. Love this. You gave me some clarity today. And yes, I am four years into my marathon. There is no timeline here, guys. Okay. Whether you've been at it for four years, whether you're two years in, whether it's a decade, your work still matters. And it is so important that you still keep showing up as such. Okay. You're going to have to learn a lot. There's, you know, when you're, I want to say when you're an online entrepreneur, there's stuff that you learn that people go to college for. I only have a three month certification. You know this, Hav, don't you? Um, 
uh, you know, I have, I'm the least qualified in my family out of everybody. I'm the one that did not go to college, did not get a master's, did not get a bachelor's. And I am learning this stuff in the ground up without a degree, without training. And I'm still doing it. And my cousin, who is more like a brother to me, um, it's so funny. We can talk shop about this because he does, he did go, he's the one that does have the master's and the BA that went to school to do this stuff. And it's so funny that we can talk shop about this stuff now. And he's, and he said, and he says to some degree, I've outshone him a little bit because I'm doing stuff that he doesn't even do. So it's a marathon. And you do have to give yourself grace when you're learning all this stuff because there is a plethora of stuff that you want to do. But at the same time, I do want to say though, too, all the big entrepreneurs you see here, like on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok that, you know, are hitting six figures and um, think like they have it all together. Bear in mind that some (laughs) of these people have teams behind them. When you're starting, you are the marketer, you're the copywriter, you're the coach, you're the back end person, you're doing it all. Okay. And sometimes less is more. So if you when you're starting out and you can't do it all, don't try to be on every platform. I, but when I started, I hit Instagram really hard for a year and a half. And I finally feel like I've kind of gotten a handle on the algorithm. So now mm-hmm. I'm in the stage where I need to convert. I have these people following me. I'm starting to speak a lot more and get my message out there about who I am to build my brand. That's what you're doing when you're building a business. You're creating a brand. What is your brand? What is What, what do you want to be known for? Okay. Um, so when you're starting out, sometimes less is more. So pick one platform, do some experimenting there, pick one method that you want, one freebie or one um, free resource if, if, you know, if, if you're not in the entrepreneurial world or pick one um, project you want to work on for three months for the, for one quarter. Okay. We break the quarter down in the marketing world down to quarters. There's four quarters in a year. So for, we're about to hit Q3. So if you're going to start in Q3, for three months, that's July, August, September. What do you want to focus on for just three months? That's it. End of story. No drama, no confusion. What do you want to focus on for three months? I love that. I love that how you broke down everything. Those are some amazing tips. And I totally agree with you. Like people who are like making six to seven figures, they also started somewhere. And what we are seeing now, it's their effort that they put in for so long. I started my journey, entrepreneurial journey, eight years ago. And it took me eight years of learning and perfecting to get here to build this platform. Right. It takes a lot of time and patience. And uh, it's all about how often you show up and... uh, how motivated you are to get there to do the work that's required without giving up i think that's the biggest thing like a lot of people ask me what do you do when you fail and i say like there's no no such thing as failure if yes going up (laughs) exactly i like what my business coach says she says i want you to fail epically and if you fail it's not a bad thing okay let's take the negativity out of failure failure is a good word guys because Think of it this way. I like to replace the word omit. When I try something or I experiment with something in my business, I'm not failing. I am omitting what doesn't work for me. So, okay, maybe in my two years so far of this journey, I've omitted 50,000 things that don't work. That's good. I know what doesn't serve me or my audience. What I've gotten more clarity on what I want to be as a coach and a mentor and a business owner. 
And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole that is not a good path for me. I, I choose to believe, going back to the spiritual piece, I choose to believe, okay, God, you slam that door. I am not walking through that door. You're showing me this is the door to go through, and I'm and your girl's going to go through it. So that is what you need to do, what you need to tap in, because there's three parts. There's the, there's the um, you know, you need to have the vision for how much, how you're going to generate ROI. You need to have a why of why you want to do that. What is the reason behind it? You have to have, um, you have to be able to go against those negative emotions that you're going to feel. And you have to be tapped into the spirituality, the woo, if you will, even of your business. Um, because it is, because it is meaningful work. People don't do this job just for the heck of it. They do it because they're passionate about X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So what is your passion? So that's the first question is what are you passionate about? You might need to do a little research because obviously you do it when you're doing a business, you do need to figure out something that is, that's your gap in the market that makes you um, stand apart, right? What can you do that, that you, what can you talk about or teach or share about day in and day out that targets people that are not be served, being served? For me, it's being a younger mom and a spousal caregiver because, and, and having to be forced into choosing do i become a stay-at-home mom or do i figure out a way to hire out help to care for my spouse for 40 hours a week because that get that gets expensive i mean it can be done but it gets expensive we didn't have the capacity to do that and frankly with the pandemic going on we chose that we decided that we did not want to do that and a lot of people are in this same place like they don't have the capacity to hire extra help to give the to do caregiving because it's so so expensive Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's thousands and thousands of dollars a year to have someone in a long term care facility, um, hospice and home health, because I did, I didn't ever work for a hospice company, but I did do a stint for a year and a half with the home health agency. And it, that can be kind of feast or famine, um, both in terms of caregiving in terms of the amount of work I was able to get, but some don't have some agencies don't offer um, a compensation for mileage because I was driving a lot for a lot of the cases I had mm -hmm. and they don't offer like they didn't have a health care benefit so obviously as an entrepreneur I want to be able to have I'll see you later Lisa take care thank you for watching and joining us so yeah guys throw questions I'm, I'm looking at I'm sorry to have but um, I want to make this interactive so throw questions in the comments so we can see them I'll try to keep a tally and we can keep track because I know it's going really fast so if you have questions throw them in the chat now Yes. And and I will try we'll try to address them as we go. But yeah, it's just so important that you um really tap in to to that, that you can show up, that you give yourself grace, because it's important. It's important. And it's a marathon. It's a marathon. It is a marathon. It is it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Right. So what are your three quick tips for women who are caregivers and business owners? Nikki, you nailed the head. Okay, Nikki, I'm going to stop there for a minute. Okay, yeah, we also did not want people in and out of our homes because COVID-19. I actually know someone who got who get who got care because of COVID, and their of their worker has COVID-19. The person, yes, yeah, COVID. Okay, Nikki, that is a big reason why I chose the choice that I made. I did not want other people in my house because I had, well, because. A little backstory. I mean, I also have chronic illnesses too. I have hypothyroidism and I was recently diagnosed with IBS in December of 2021. So there you go. So hypothyroidism is an autoimmune disease. And then, yeah, Nikki, yeah, I gotcha. 
Um, and then on top of that, you know, when the pandemic was just the onslaught of the pandemic happened, what happened? Everything shut down. We didn't have the vaccine yet. And we didn't know really how everyone was going to react to it too. So obviously if, if you, when you're a caregiver, you have, you have fibromyalgia and arthritis. Yes. Yes. Those, my mom had fibromyalgia, so I get it and arthritis. So I feel for you. Um, so yeah, if you have, when you're caregiving, you have to think of not only the safety of yourself, but more importantly, the person you're caregiving, caregiving for, because they have a compromised immune system and speaking with my healthcare brain, cause the knowledge is still there, you know, you, you know, sometimes, you know, really isolating and protecting your, um, your immune system is really important because if something comes into it, if you have no immune system, when you get sick, it's going to crash and you could end up with a really bad flare up of your illness, or you could end up with something worse like COVID. So yes, um, COVID was the big reason I chose, but there might be something else. Maybe, maybe even if, even if the pandemic wasn't going on, maybe you do want to be protective of your family and go, listen, I want to limit the amount of stuff or amount of people that are coming into our space because I don't want to risk them getting something. Because here's the thing, you can be a carrier um, in terms of the healthcare world. You can get something, it can sit in your system, but you, you may not physically get sick, but you can give it to somebody else. So you can be a carrier. So that is another, another problem. Sorry, Nikki, did you have another question there? I didn't see it. Nikki, did you have another question? It went by really fast. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep up guys. She loves your tip. Oh, okay. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. So um, we got off on a tangent there. Sorry. Um, so uh, my best tip would be besides choosing, first of all, is making the choice. You know, do you stay at home? Do you outsource help? Um, if you're going to outsource help, I would definitely recommend trying to get medical professionals because they are trained to you know, practice, you know, practice, um, you know, standard precautions, you know, wearing gloves, wearing masks, washing your hands, limiting exposure, you know, being careful. Uh, the next thing I would say is as a caregiver is really get your medical information together. So like what I do is on my desk here, I have what I call my medical binder. And so I have a notebook where I track all my husband's episodes. So that way for reference, because I, because there's so much that happens, you can't remember it. I write it down. This becomes essentially my Bible, if you will. This becomes my Bible. And anytime I have a medical appointment with our medical team or something happens, I need to call it in. I don't have to worry about remembering all the dates, the times, the symptoms are in here. And then for medical information, I have my ultimate caregiver organizer. So I actually use my own. Yes, I use my own product for my husband. Um, but this is bro this is a 14 page digital download. And it's broken down into sections where um, you can keep track of symptoms, you can keep track of um, the big one here is meds, you know, keep keeping track of all your of meds of when you take them. But the biggest one I want you to think about is what those emergency situations. So the biggest thing I recommend you doing is having um, things ready to go for an emergency. Because think about it. When you need to call emergency responders, there's standard questions that you know they're going to ask you. So the big things that I recommend having um, uh, ready to go beforehand are dates of diagnosis, um, your current list of spouses and medications, um, and the side effects and the doses and uh, and obviously when something happens you are just know that you are going to have to ask that you will be asked when was the last time they ate 
When was the last time they drank? When was the last time they had their medications? Signs and symptoms and triggers of the illness. What makes it worse? What sets it off? Um, what can be done to calm it down if something does happen? Is it medication? Is it um, using a device? Because sometimes speaking to what I know as an example with seizures, some people do have device placement in their head or in their um, shoulder. And so you can scan a magnet to kind of slow that down. Um, and then like um, insurance information, uh, preference for hospital or urgent care facilities, if depending on what the situation is, whether you're transporting them via the ambulance or you're transporting them by driving yourself. Um, and then allergies, um, contact information for your medical team, because think about it, everything's digital now. So um, the best way you can speed up and expedite care for following up after the emergency is to have your medical team notified and have them clued in about who your medical team is. So for example, I have my husband's primary doctor listed in my ambulance transportation notes. And then I also have my uh, our, our neurolog neuro neurologist specialist listed as well. And I include the address and I include the phone number. And if there's like a fax number, that probably would not be a bad idea too, because then they can just digitally um, send updates over. So that way they can hit the floor. Your medical team can hit the floor running when you have that follow-up appointment, because um, they'll be clued in on what's happening. And from the gate, so that before the emergency happens, before something happens, if you have all this information ready to go and organized, you do not have to stress about it. The only thing you might have to add in and pay attention because of that, the day of when something happens is when um, they last ate, drink, and had their meds. But if you have the details of like, okay, he was diagnosed in December of 2019 and he gets the, and he does have epilepsy and he does, um, these are the triggers for his seizures. That really helps the emergency responders and the urgent care staff and the hospital staff be clued in on what to do <laughs> um, in terms of um, not triggering your spouse's illness worse, but also, um, and, and it just expedites the care overall. So that's my next tip. So have everything ready to go. And then the third... Yeah. And then the third thing is self-care. I made the bad mistake guides of not taking care of myself all of December or not, excuse me, all of 2020. I did not journal. I did not keep up on my wellness visits. I ignored signs and symptoms my body was throwing at me and I got very, very sick. And by the time I get hit, we hit the new year in January, January to March, I'd say of 2021, I was really sick. I felt terrible and then it was catch up the rest of the year. I went through four doctors and two procedures to find out what was wrong, which is what I found, um, which is how I finally got my diagnosis of, of, um, of IBS. And I'm on medication. I've been on medication since January of this year, and I've limited my diet. You know, I'm on an even more limited diet than what I was before because of my hypothyroidism. And I'm feeling better, and it helps. But I could have gotten that addressed so much sooner. So I, when I talk about self-care, I'm talking about whole body self-care. So physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So get enough hydration. I always keep a water bottle with me. I'm going to take a drink right now, actually. Mm. Yummy. Um, <laughs> um, stay hydrated. Get enough protein. Get enough nourishment. Um, move throughout the day. Even if it's just 15 minutes, I don't care. Swim in the pool if it's warm where you're starting to get now. Um, go on a walk with the kids. My dad's been taking my daughter out for a walk every day. Um, to, so that's been good. And I've been going out for walks around our subdivision. Um, 
make sure that you're getting enough sleep. I know that's taboo and hard, but you know, we, you know, we can't fill from an empty cup as a caregiver or a mom or a business owner. So make sure you're taking, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're taking care of yourself physically and make sure you're listening to your body. If there's signs of trouble, like for me, I had so many gut issues. I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then it got to a screaming point before I did something. And then I went, it took me six to eight more months to find out what was wrong. Don't do that. Get that well, keep up on your wellness, your annual wellness visits, keep up on communicating with your team, your own medical team. If you do have health issues, like I do, if there's a problem to keep those things in check. And then for mental um, self-care, it's still taboo and it makes me so angry. But realistically, guys, if you as supportive as friends and family can be, sometimes you need more help. Talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist. They have medication. They're the ones that can give referrals to other specialists and, and referrals and order medication for you. Your family and friends can't do that. And I did have a period myself in my early 20s where I did battle some depression and some anxiety, and I had to have a low dose of lorazepam and trazodone. And it didn't mean I was a bad person. It's just your body sometimes needs that chemical help. You know, yes, 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 I'm a big advocate for doing natural remedies like journaling and prayer or meditation, you know, things that can help you um, stay calm and manage your mindset that way and thought work and inner work I'm, and, and reading books on the subject. I'm not against that, but sometimes that might not be enough because think about it. You're going through a lot of trauma. Okay. You've seen your spouse go through something very, very, or a loved one. If you're a caregiver for someone else, not your spouse, when you're caregiving, it's traumatic. It's traumatic for us. We, I quit my job. My husband had an illness that I had to really hardcore become an expert on expert on in a very short amount of time. So it felt like I was back in med school and even just learning that this, this chronic illness does not have a cure, no standard treatment. That was really overwhelming and scary. It's like, great, what do we do now? Hello. (laughs) And it's a lot to take in. So you might need to have a professional help to work through that trauma. And then emotionally you're tapped out. Let's talk about that. You might get emotionally tapped out and that is not good. So that's where a coach or a mentor like myself can be a great resource, getting into a support group um, Mm -hmm. in your community or um, maybe a a or your congregation of faith that kind of two go together. So spiritual and emotional kind of can kind of go together. So um, spiritually, you know, for me, it's, prayer. I'm actually working through another book right now called Get Out of Your Head. It's a Christian mindset book. Um, um, Shout out to my girl, Jenny E. Allen. She's amazing. Um, And that's helping me both in the terms of business mindset, as well as more importantly, spiritual mindset and healing. And then uh, plugging back into your congregation of faith, maybe having a one-on-one talk with your leader of faith, plugging, getting plugged back into your congregation as a whole, get back in now that we're opening back up because of COVID get back into, I know for us, we're starting to get back into um, weekly activities at our church. Do that. Get involved with your church and, or your I congregation. On that more, because I know what it feels like when you're just sitting at home in your own bubble, it can feel so different and overwhelming. But if you just go there and surrender yourself to God, for us, we go to the mosque and just pray with other people. It just gives you so much peace and it feels like there is someone above you to help you, to guide you. And it, you don't feel like lonely and like you're in your bubble. So I highly, highly stress upon that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, get, get out, get, get, expand your bubble. Let's go with that. Expand your bubble, get back at plugged in with your congregation of faith. 
um, support groups, I said, are a good way to go um, if you can find them. Now, um, I do want to emphasize with my specific niche or topic, if you will, and what I'm going through and personally struggling with, um, I haven't been able to find a lot of resources that personally work for me. I have still tapped into some stuff about caregiving and actually on Instagram here, I found a lot of pages that are talking about epilepsy. So learning from them because they're, they've been dealing with this for years and I'm only just two years into my journey of learning about and educating myself about this illness. So online resources are not a bad thing. Okay. Uh, Facebook has a lot of good groups. I know we're on Instagram, but Facebook has a lot of online groups. There's stuff for motherhood. You can pretty much tap into anything. Um, YouTube. Um, so be open to finding something that might not be um, conventional okay to get the help that you need for me um i've been actually lucky it must be a god thing because my business supporting coach and my group that's actually been my support group because there's a lot of women in there that have either been touched by caregiving or even are just moms and they've just been the resource for me that i'm needing it's it is unconventional but it's worked but i know there's for the standard person who may not be an online business owner that might that obviously isn't the option. So I still so it really empowers me to be the gap in the market and the mm-hmm. gap for women that that need that that really need that. Great, I I love that and how you have shared three awesome tips. We're gonna come back to that. I just want to know uh, what is your offer? What how do you help other women? Um, right now I'm actually in launch. I'm really excited. I have my finding your balance program opening up at the beginning of the month. I'm so excited. So my finding your balance course is, um, it's a mix. You get, um, you get modules, you get digital downloads, you get my ultimate caregiver organizer as an example. And I have my daily checklist planner in there. I have some other digital resources and tutorials of how to use them and other lessons for how I type. Um, how I teach what I just taught. I I taught you STEM, which is self-care, but I also teach you prompt. So preparing for the unexpected. So getting your medical information ready to go, reaching out for support. You know, we tapped into that a little bit with STEM with getting into groups and reaching out for support with um, your congregation of faith and thing and, and other caregivers Um, getting organized at home. You heard how I do it. I kind of balance between, you know, motherhood and my work uh, managing your schedule. So how do you, like to plan do you like a digital resource or a um or um a planner i teach you how to do a create a schedule um prioritizing your self-care so we really dive deep into stem on that and then for t it's telling your story so telling your story creates awareness for younger caregivers younger moms it's so important and we can learn and support each other by how we tell our story and it also raises awareness for, because a lot of the people I'm targeting, obviously, too, are younger moms and spousal caregivers who have been touched by this and probably have a chronic illness that is not understood, needs more ad- advocation for better research, better treatment to find a cure, or better streamlined treatment. So with my, so, so I teach you prompt with my Finding Your Bounce course. And then the beautiful thing is you're not doing it alone. I just don't hand you a course and you can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. It's about giving you support that I didn't have, right? So you get one-on-one unlimited voice message coaching with me six hours a day, five days a week um, for one month. I give you one month. And then after that, if you want more, you'll have to pay for my Voxer package, but you get support. <laughs> um, I help the, the, ta- the main thing is I want to help you create a realistic motherhood and caregiving routine that works for you. And that's how I help you or can help you. Awesome. I love that. Nikki has, 
has an idea that she wants to run by. Okay, sure. Did you did you see it? I'm trying to find. I hate uh, with Instagram you can't scroll up in the comments when yeah. you're live. It drives me crazy because I'm sorry, guys. I really definitely want to. Um, I definitely don't want to miss any questions because that's uh, why we're here. We're here. Okay, I thinking of starting a bling on YouTube about life with CP. Uh, of daughter bringing the person, bring the person with C being the person with CP, uh, and I would talk about being a caregiver. Yes, YouTube. Okay, I will say about YouTube. I do have some stuff over there, some stuff from back in the day um, when I um, first started my business. I do have a channel. There's some old, old, really bad videos. So if you want to go watch it, you guys can go watch it. Just search Melissa Miller. Oh my gosh, it's so bad, but that's okay. Um, but you want to do a vlog. Okay. I will say with YouTube, I'm not an expert on YouTube, but I will say with YouTube, YouTube is a search engine. So you're going to have to be very specific because I've seen some other caregiver stuff on there. Okay. Right. Caregiver. Um, you really have to do a lot of keyword research for your videos. Cause it, cause you want to rank high, you know how, like with Google, you know, with blogs, traditional blogs, you want to rank high. Same thing with YouTube. And it's a marathon. It can take a while for you to get views. So if you get zero views and when you're, when you're just starting out, it can take a while before you can get to the point where you can monot monot monetize. There we go. Mon mon monetize. Um, so you're going to so do some good research and, and watch some other YouTubers, I would suggest, on caregiving. What are they talking about? What keywords do you see in their description? Um, and how are, And what other maybe... I don't know, affiliates um, and programs do they offer? So you can kind of stand apart. Because that's the thing, like, you know, caregiving as a whole is a very broad niche. Like when I looked on here on Instagram and Facebook, when I was looking for caregiving stuff, going back to what I talked about, it was very broad. It, was, it wasn't specific. When I typed in stuff for spousal caregiving, stuff I could find, if I could find anything at all, it targeted more like our, our parents and grandparents. Because that is something we do expect to caregive as our eight parents age and our grandparents age. But there's nothing talking about younger caregivers. There's not as much. So if you're going to do that, look at your mind. Right. Yeah, look at your look at how you can be unique and specific and raise awareness. Like even with like, I'm going to be honest, even with my hashtags that I use here on Instagram, for example, not a lot of people are using spousal caregiver or stay at home mom mentor or younger spousal caregiver because it's just not talked about. Right. So but that is, a, that is a beautiful opportunity for me to be able to do that. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. be very careful and make sure that you're intentional with how you can, because marketing, because like my business coach face says, you know, you really need to be able to market. You know, people don't want like the plan or whatever. They want the transformation. Mm -hmm. How can you tell your story to be stand apart and get the transformation, Nikki? So that's mm -hmm. the thing that I would be very careful about. I think your story sounds good. It's very... I could not find much about parenting and caregiving for a child with CP on YouTube. See, there you go. See that? And that's the problem I ran into with being a toddler mom and being a younger spousal caregiver, Nikki. Okay. So I'm not saying that you can't do it, but you're going to really have to figure out your pathway. And remember what we talked about in the beginning, Nikki, um, when you're being a business owner and a caregiver, you write your own rule book. I pretty much have written my own rule book to create digital resources that I could think of that could serve other people like me. Mm -hmm. And 
I've had to kind of just plot my own way about how I want to do my business. Because guess what? When you're a business owner, you're the CEO. You get to call the shots. You get to write your own rule book. Yes. Is it always easy? No, but it is something that is really cool. So I think you have an awesome opportunity here, Nikki. But I would think about how you want to do it. Do you want to... Um, if you don't want to tackle YouTube right out the gate, is there another way you could do it? For example, what I do is I use Podia and I have all my, my coaching packages on there, my courses on there. I do everything all in one platform. That has been the best way to streamline. And I do do posts over there. And I, you know, I do have a blog page where I just do, do separate pages per each blog article. And I link out to other things on my website. So all in one, that could be an option for you. If, or if you want to just do, um, uh, say something here on Instagram, do a series here on Instagram or Facebook or a Facebook group or something, and then outsource to like maybe a simple page link on like Thrivecart or something like that um, for like your package for, or, or even um, PayPal. You could link your PayPal or um, help me out here to have, there's another website I'm thinking of that's right. a checkout. Um, what's another right. just simple checkout? Um, Nikki. Yes. Um, I will, Drop the link here. I'll tell you what, I'll just do it right now. I'm going to forget my brain gets going guys. And then I totally forget. You can also find Melissa on her Instagram through her Instagram handle. And that's in the post where I made the announcement about this live session. Okay, there you go, Nikki. That's my website. So check it out if you want any for anyone else. But again, check out the show notes and everything too, if you need more. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, there's I have girls in my mastermind group that I'm a part of that they just do it simple. They don't even have a website. And they just link out to like a checkout page like on, um, uh, on oh, Sendel. That's the one I used to use. I, I used to use Sendel. Because you can kind of do a you're welcome, Nikki, a little bit of um, like links to products and then just, and then people can click like either and pay and pay either um, PayPal or like, um, like your uh, debit card or, or, or things like that. So there's, so there's more, there's more than one way to skin a cat here. Okay, guys, there's, you don't have to do it exactly like I do or how hobby does there. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, some just starting out, I would do something, you know, as, is there a way for the, so, you know, think about the funnel. You need people to find you to build that like, no trespasser. You need a place to be, you need to be able to nurture them and then convert them off your social media onto your website or your sales page or the link, wherever you want to send them to. And then your end result is how you generate your ROI and, um, and sell and serve people. So like for me, for example, my course is my affordable way for people to work with me right now. But my long-term goal is I want to use my, um, do my one-on-one, uh, turn my one-on-one coaching package into and program into a mastermind. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm headed. Um, how, do I have a timeline of when it's going to happen? No, but I'm working towards that. Look at Javi. She said, what, how many times? Eight years? You're at eight years now since you started? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a marathon. Yeah. Um, but those are some ideas to get started. And um, business coaching, um, you know, if you need some resources for business coaching, I do have some resources. I'm not a business coach, but I definitely can give you um, information about the program I'm in and some other programs I know of that are really, that are affordable. Cause some there, I will say with business coaching, it can be expensive. Um, mm-hmm. You can be easily spend, you know, 10, 20 K for coaching, but um, the place I'm at, it's a thousand dollars for a year. So it's not bad. So, um, 
and, and there's monthly. So um, if you're interested, just let me know about that. <laughs> and how much, how important it is to have a business coach in a situation like this? It's very important. Um, I found my coach, Faith Mariah, um, in October of 2020. I had worked with one other coach before then. I will say, I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, but his name is Evan Holfitch, but he was more, it was when I was still thinking I was going to do a blog and, but he, he was good. But the thing that was missing is he did more, um, just blogging and SEO. And he really, he really know his, his baby and his, 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 um, his, his, um, um, jam. Yeah. Is, um, SEO blog writing. And he was good about teaching me how to write blog posts and, um, and learning how to do SEO to rank on Google. But the thing that I didn't realize at the time that was missing until, when I, until I found Faith is that um, there's so much more that goes into a business. Yes, SEO is important if you're going to do a blog, but what if you're doing a whole different type of business and the, mes the messaging, the yeah. why, why are you doing X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. and, how, and, and can you do things in such a way that lights you up and lights a fire under your butt? I didn't have that. And so when I found Faith, she did a free challenge back in October of 2020. Um, it was called Blogathon and being on a team, interacting with other women who were in the thick of what I was trying to do of building a business and just taking five days where she would give us little trainings, each one built on the next day. And by the end of the week, I was like, just take my money. I want to hire you as my coach, you know, and since then I've not gone back. I'm still um, a part of her community and I've gotten to do some other, I'm getting to do some other things in there too, of doing a little coaching as well with um, being a part of the community. And so um, it's been a huge, amazing opportunity for me to um, grow, practice my leadership skills and build lifelong friends. Because here's the thing, when you're an entrepreneur, think about an office space. Usually when you used to work a nine to five in an office, you're in a cubicle and you get to have conversations and interact with people in your office. When you're an entrepreneur, let's go back to what Hav said about the bubble. You're, all, you're home alone and it can be so frustrating. So coaching can be huge because like for the program I'm in, we have weekly Zoom calls where we're together as a community. We're in and out of the group all the time. We're allowed to go live and talk. We're able to, um, we have, I do the Monday co-working call where we get to get on, we just sit and do blocks of 25 and we just work for an hour, hour and a half together. So um, community is so important. And on top of it, life still is going to happen whether you're building an online business or not. My husband's in, has had a flare over the last few months and the girls in there have been, have been another family to me. They have been a godsend while I've been navigating, you know, still moving the needle forward on implementing what I've been learning in my journey as an entrepreneur and a coach. But at the same time, I'm still a mom and I'm still a caregiver to a sick spouse and entrepreneurship and caregiving are so perfect for each other because we think that it's going to be like right here. We want it to be like right here, right? We have our good days. Okay, our spouse or our business is thriving. We have clarity. We're, we're working hard. We're clear. We're going hardcore, right? But what happens most of the time? Valleys. <laughs> we're confused. We're overwhelmed. We're like, do I X, Y, and Z? Do I try this? Do I try that? What do I do? And oh gosh, what do we do with my in terms of caregiving? Do I this? Do I do that? What options do we have? What is the best choice for my spouse's treatment or my loved one's treatment? You know what I mean? And it, it's crazy. So it's, I, 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 the way I teach it is it's, it's ebbs and flows. It's going to be like this. We think it's going to be like, here. Yeah, we would love it if it was always just right in the middle, stable, or up here where we're having all those eureka highs. But reality check, guys, that's not the way it goes.
So the main thing that's important about having a coach and a mentor, whether you're um, needing support through navigating a caregiving journey like myself, or you're like Hav and I, where we both just have online businesses and we need that support from a coach, we need that support to say, have someone in our corner saying, girl, I got you. You're not alone. You're doing, you're, you're not doing anything wrong. This does not mean anything about you. It just means that you need help. You need support. And I have resources that can help you. And it's okay, even if it's just a cry. I mean, I don't know how many times on our coaching calls in my group that I've cried because, you know, it's just overwhelming, right? And you need a safe container for that. We're human beings and human bodies and we have um, emotions and we just, (laughs) we have days where things, where where crap's going to hit the fan. We're done. We feel done. It's like, I can't do this another day. But Mm -hmm. that's not true. Remember going back to that piece of um, our business being spiritually divine and driven and our work being divinely given? It's for a reason. You know, you chose to do your business hub for a reason. I'm choosing to do mine for a reason. And we both, I, I firmly believe that in realms of our faith, you know, that God, whatever we choose to believe, has given it to us for a reason. Because we know that someone else is going through a similar situation. And yep. we know we can stand in the gap for them and serve them in a way that we were not standing in the gap, stood in the gap for. So that's really what it's about so true like i totally agree with that and having a, this kind of business uh a business coach or business mentor they just give you this straight like uh, they they simplify everything and you, they lay down the path for you and take out all the confusion because one thing you are already in this in this scenario where you're struggling so much, you have to take care of someone, you have a business, you have a baby, so much going on. And then on top of that, you have to go and figure out what your next step should be. It, it can get really, really overwhelming. Like even if if you, like there was a time, uh, there was a, when I was starting out, the first couple of years, I did not have enough budget to work with a coach to invest in a course and i was just struggling and struggling for even though it's it's two to three years it's i was in the business but i was still not hitting that income goal that i wanted to and the only thing that made it possible was working with a coach uh finally investing in a coach and seeing the the step-by-step process which helped me get to my income goal. So the coaches just simplify everything. And I, I can't stress upon this because all my success today, I attribute it to my coaches, the, the, how they have simplified everything and given me the step-by-step process. So this is something I highly stress upon uh, to all my clients. So thank Right. You. Absolutely. And I want to say something too about courses. Okay. Um, Raise of hands. Um, who here is a course hoarder? I'm not going to show you my laptop because I have a lot of courses I've never finished. And here's why. <laughs> this is something really important that I have not, that I, well, I know now, but I didn't know that. Okay. I'm not saying that digital resources and courses for business online entrepreneurship are not a bad thing. I have a couple, like I love Kate Doster. I'm going through a program with Kate Doster right now, who's the email marketing guru. She's amazing. I have stuff from Faith, obviously. And like my um, shout out to my girl, uh, Kelly Thornson. Um, she's my blog writing coach and she's amazing. So, um, but here's the thing. 
coaching course or business entrepreneur courses, a lot of these, like my first coach, even Holfridge even mentioned this too, to me too. He clued me in on this too. Um, they're helpful, but a lot of these people who write these courses for entrepreneurship, they are writing them more for a person that has a background in this stuff. So I, that totally made sense to me. I have a bunch of courses on my laptop that I have not finished because I don't understand it. The way they write it, they market it more for the person who's had maybe some training in this industry already or gone to college or had, you know, or already taken a lot of courses, you know, like it's, it, for me, it felt like I was trying to read German when I don't speak German at all. You know what I mean? So be very careful if you do invest. Course hoarding is a big no-no, okay? <laughs> I've done it, you know, like the planner's not going to make you take action. The course is not going to make you take action. Actually getting in there and doing anything. The first thing I did when I started um, when I started here on Instagram is I did a 30-day pep talk mom challenge. You can go watch my on my Instagram. The videos are awful. I'm sitting on my couch in a messy mom bone in my pajamas. The TV's blaring in the background. You know, I didn't have any idea what I was doing, but I was still doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, taking action is how you get clarity. I went live a lot in the first year and a half I was on Instagram, just not for necessarily getting building my brand, so to speak. Well, in a way I was, but it was more for me just getting comfortable on the camera. Because I guarantee you the next thing that your coach is going to tell you is that you cannot get away without showing your face on the social media anymore. Oh it's a, <laughs> you cannot get away with it. My coach will not, if you, I'm going to warn you, if you join my program or join um, the, um, pro, the business coaching program that I'm a part of, she will not let you get away with not getting on camera. Uh -uh. And I won't either because I'm in there too. I'm a co-coach in there too. And I, we won't let you get away with that. Building these skills, okay, I know can be scary and terrifying. But if you're going to succeed in this, people need to build that low, like no trust factor. So for me, that's why I'm speaking on a lot of podcasts right now to network. Networking is where you're collaborating with someone. So for example, um, I found Javi on uh, a Facebook group, a collaboration podcast group. And I shared, I, she's like, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z entrepreneurs to interview. Which I replied via a forum and boom, here we are. So it's a good way to network and build your skills and build your brand and share your story. Um, but it does require that you speak, that you talk about what your light, what lights you up. It requires you to be on camera. Some will, will be recorded live. Some will not. It just remains. Let's see. As you can probably tell, I'm not shy. No, Nikki, you're not. And that's okay. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, Nikki, I'm glad you're asking questions because you're doing what, what a lot of people don't do. Okay, I'm calling you out on that in a good way. A lot of people will, will not ask questions or get help because they're scared and they want to stay stuck. You're asking questions. The only stupid question is the question you don't ask. And I love that you're asking questions right now. Um, I have a podcast already, a knitting podcast on YouTube channel already, really. Okay. Awesome. Well, you have, you, that's awesome. Okay, so you talked about the caregiving side though too. So I want to warn you here, because this is something that some girls in, in, my mas in the mastermind I'm, I'm in right now have been struggling with too. They're trying to do like two different businesses at once. It's really tough. Think about your mental energy and your mental capacity. It's really tough to market like two different things. Even if you're just doing one business, be tunnel vision for 90 days. What are you focusing on? For like, for me, for my program right now, 
I'm launching every other month to get better at it, to market my skills of how I can make my program better and make my copy and my messaging even more clear to really reach those moms that need me, right? And make it better and raise more awareness for my brand. So for me, less is more for the rest of 2022. I'm just, all I'm doing is speaking. Um, I'm writing a lot and that's it. That's it. And I'm obviously, you know, pitching my course and, you know, doing the things and, and building my brand. That's where I'm at right now. Yes, I've been in two years. And yes, I would like to hit my first 3k month that because that's twice as what I've met. It would be life changing for me. That is twice as what I made in a month as a CNA. And let's see, I more so started the podcast for me to stay con connected to the knitting community. That's fine. That's fine. So um, you can still keep doing that if you want to do that. But I just want to warn you, if you do start this other business with um, the caregiving side, your business is and it does need a lot of nurturing and time. So you can't probably do things in like two different places because um, we moved and I don't have an interference. Okay, that's fine. But like I'm saying, you know, like once if you do go the route of business, I just want to be honest here with you speaking with my <laughs> business mindset brain here. Um, there is, you know, your capacity about how much you can do you know, can be a lot. So it is more fun. Life at lab. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we have, we have crafters. I know crafter business entrepreneurs and they are doing very, very well. The crafting, because think about it right now with everything we've gone through COVID people want escapism. And so crafting can be a form of self-care. Mm -hmm. So I'm just throwing that out. So you could definitely market crafting, um, hobbies as a form of self-care and as a, and, and, and build a business that way because people want to learn and people are curious people want to learn things I'm a knitter too I haven't knit very much in the last two years but <laughs> I haven't had time um but yeah like um I, yeah so you know I've seen I have a friend I have a business friend who's um go oh Lynn, Nikki go what go go search um yarn me on here on um Instagram she's a crocheter and she has a business and it's blowing up so if you are thinking if you're thinking like maybe crafting can't be something you can leverage go check out her stuff it's amazing so there's a lot of there's there you can get you can be as you know you know you do again going back to the keyword stuff you do want to still market something that you can legitimately market in terms of copy and keywords that people are going to be going on to google um instagram facebook youtube for but at the same time, there's that little bit of the slice of the pie where you can be a little creative. So like for me, I'm carving out, I'm targeting a market that's not targeted. So I'm still, I'm technically in two niches. I'm in the state, I'm in the motherhood, stay at home mom, uh, stay at home mom uh, niche, motherhood niche, and then I'm in the caregiving niche. So I'm kind of in a dual niche, but what sets me apart, because again, you know, you can type in caregiving, you can type in stay at home mom or motherhood, a lot of stuff will blow up. But the trick is that people aren't, um, uh, the thing that's not popping up is like stay-at-home mom or choosing to be a stay-at-home mom because of X, Y, and Z, you know, because out of necessity versus choice or um, like with uh, caregiving, caregiving for a younger spouse. Okay. And a few other podcasts mentioned me and my patterns. Okay. All right. Well, art. I would do, yeah, art. Art would be a good thing. So I am, um, I think... Yeah, I think at this point, you need to kind of think about really which way you want to go about how you want to do this. Because it sounds like you have the ball going on some content that I think would be fire and beneficial. So why are you reinventing the wheel? I mean, yes, I, I know you're inspired by the caregiving stuff of what you're seeing now. And I'm not saying that you still can't do that. But again, 
entrepreneurship is very hyper-focused. So if you're trying to do two businesses at once or to cover two topics at once, you know, mine are intertwined. So it makes it a no-brainer. I can make it work. But if you're trying to do crafting over here and caregiving over here, how are you going to market? Because because remember, think about it. You're going to have to market all of it in email copy and your products and services, coaching for both, right? Um, or courses, um, social media, can you, can you handle that amount of capacity? Do you have the capacity, especially when you're a one-man show? Remember, you're a one-man team. You're a one-man show when you start. Can you go to different directions? I don't think so. It, it's really hard. There's too much. There's too much. Even when you're, cause even when you're just starting out, because like when I started out, I was trying to be on, even just with being a one-man show, I was trying to be on four different platforms. I crashed. <laughs> so I pulled back and I just focused on Instagram to become the expert, because that's one thing the experts will say. What what, what? one one offer, one platform to start out to really nail it. And then now, now I'm two years in, so I'm, um, I'm doing dual because I can, I'm putting my reels on my stories on Instagram and Facebook and I'm doing my reels on, I'm repurposing my reels to TikTok and Pinterest. So I'm kind of starting to do a little bit more and more sandbox because I've kind of figured things out. But when you're first starting out, I want you to do some research and figure out where your people are at. Because mm-hmm. once you find out where your people are at, that's where you can start helping them for free. Us coming on here and doing this, yes, we might pitch like, oh, get on the wait list for my Finding Your Balance course or get on the wait list for my crafting bundle or anything. Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out. I also have a husband and a teen who live here to, who help with the baby. Okay. Okay. So, Nikki, here's your homework. I'm gonna, you ready for this? I'm going to give my girl some homework. <laughs> I want you to start doing some keyword research on in, on 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 youtube of, um, for crafting and doing some just research online about other crafters other other craft bloggers or business co- or coaches or whatever there's a lot of different things that are doing i have girls that i know in our mastermind who are even just doing digital product products so here's what i want you to do take some time grab a notebook a pen spend 30 minutes just doing on each platform just doing some research type in experiment typing in some keyword research and figure out what comes up. What are you seeing? What are they talking about? Look at some videos on YouTube. Look at some stuff. Um, look at some stuff on Instagram for other your competition. Your competition's not a bad thing. What are they doing? And how can you stand apart? So think about that for your content. And then I want you to do some journaling. Just brain dump all the thoughts of why you want to do the crafting. Maybe continue the crafting business. And then brain dump in on... Um, in a notebook all the reasons why you want to do your um, uh, caregiving business pros and cons and figure out why and what's coming up and then maybe pick and choose which one you want to go with for a while decisions aren't life sentences okay so you can change down the way but I think with where you're at less is more yes you have people still helping you with the baby but with the husband and and, and, and teens still you can <laughs> You can tap out. How can we say this to her have to help her better? You know, when you're starting out, there is a lot you're going to have to learn. And you are going to get overwhelmed. I guarantee you, you're going to get off this call, guys, and then you're going to be confused and overwhelmed. Like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I do this? Ah, it happens all the time. Even in my coaching group, we, you know, we have calls and then our brain is trying to keep us safe. And then the minute after we have break that we, we come off the call high and good, but then like an hour later, our brain's like giving us our brain's trying to keep us safe and is giving us those thoughts of, 
oh no, you should not be doing that or that's too scary or you shouldn't be, you know, experimenting like that or what if it doesn't work, you know? And it's, you know, the, our brain doesn't give us the helpful thought of let's, uh, what if it does work? It gives us those nasty thoughts of, oh, it may not work. You know, you could be in trouble if you don't do that. It's just our brain of trying to keep us safe. What I like to tell my clients is business is a numbers game. So whenever you have this idea, go and check the numbers. For example, when I was before this, I had a sewing blog and I was selling sewing patterns and tutorials, but I noticed that I had hit an income plateau because sewing in general is dying. And and uh, in, at the same time, cricket was coming up, uh, cricket machine, cricket crafts. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that, there's, that's where the money is. So you also got to think about you're doing, you're going to do this for money. So what niche is going to give you the biggest amount of profit? Think about yeah. it that way as well. Yes, ROI. So what we're saying when we're saying ROI is return of investment. So you need to get paid. My girls, my guys, whoever is watching, you need and deserve to be paid for your work. <laughs> so exactly. don't do this for free. Okay, so the like no trust factor. So you remember that funnel? So we need a place for people to find you, to get to know you, to trust, to know who you're about and help them for free. Because if they, if they like your free content, we want them to be like making, when you do open cart for whatever it is, Want it to be a no-brainer. They're going to be running to that sales page and go, "Give me my money now," or "I'm going to, I'm ready." You know, where do I hit buy? I, you know, give me the link. I really want to buy your product, right? That's what we are trying to drive, um, because you know it is. But don't get me wrong; it is from a place of service. You know, I see my work as a ministry. Like I said, you know, as a Christian, you know, we do service, we do ministry, and I do see this as a ministry. But at the same time, with my business brain. I'm going to be a service, but at the same time, I do need to provide for my family. So I do expect to be paid for my time and my work, especially when I'm navigating a lot on my plate, right? So you do deserve to be paid. Do not give everything away for free. Have a paid offer. I don't care if in the beginning, if it's a $7 offer or a $47 offer. But then like Hav said, she touched on an excellent point. It is a numbers game. So if you want to hit 3K a month selling, do the math. How many offers would you, how many people would you need in your container to sell a $47 offer to hit 3K? A lot, right? Probably a lot more than if you have like my offer, which is 197. I'm just throwing it out there just so we can practice numbers here. You know, so it's a lot easier. I'm going to hit, obviously, I need um, 7 to 15 people at 197 versus I don't know how many at, 40, at only $47 to hit 3K. See, see how the numbers games hits? And you want to, and obviously, um, if something is converting well, or in other, in other terms, like um, if, if something's doing really well or converting well, where you're getting a lot of sales, a lot of, you know, like we use that acronym ROI, can you raise the rates on that maybe and give them like a bonus or something else to help you hit that ROI goal a little faster? Because that's all you're doing. It's a numbers game and it's a marathon game, okay? So how can you hit those numbers a little faster? If you want to hit 10K, Obviously, just selling only $47 offers, you know, is probably not going to help you hit it. Could you do a bundle or a package, you know, it's maybe $9.97 and hit and you don't need as many of those and you hit that ROI a little faster. So that's pretty much all it is. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. ROI is so important whenever you are going to start a business. That's, that's the first thing you got to think about. All righty. So... 
Thank you so much. We we are like 10 minutes. It's been like one hour, <laughs> one hour, 10 minutes. How did that go by so fast? So, I feel like we just started. I mean, when we get talking, we just so, get, we just go. It's awesome. <laughs> so true. Like, uh, we learned so much from you today. And I'm so thankful for sharing your knowledge with all the, uh, with everyone over here and taking your time out. It, there, I learned so much today and I'm sure everybody else did too. And so I'm just going to summarize three, three of my takeaway points. Number one, hire a coach. Number two, get everything organized, ready to go for emergencies. Number three is take care of yourself, your mental health and your physical health. Those, those are my three, top three favorite takeaways from uh, today's interview session. Thank you so much. And for more details, we can find you at. Um, okay, so your girl's everywhere. So if you want to just dive right in and, and jump into my website, it's programs.melissamiller2011.com. That's my website. I have everything up there. Um, my old organizer I talked about, it's my free opt-in right now for this month. So download it. It's free. It's amazing. Um, if you are interested in working with me um my course is opening doors on the 27th so um there is a link i can either link find out in the show notes. you can look in the show notes or you can dm me or look at my website to get on the wait list for my finding your balance course um and also i am on here on instagram at melissa miller 2011 i do two to three reels a day i do feed posts i'm in and out of instagram kind of throughout the day when i can so Hit me up here. I also have a Facebook page, Melissa Miller 2020. Um, and then I'm on TikTok, Melissa Miller 2011. So I'm just everywhere. So you can feel free. Do not be afraid to um, reach out in a DM or a comment if you have questions and want to learn more. Um, I definitely do have um, uh, uh, other resources that are available if you want them. But the main thing I'm driving home right now is just my course program. Um, cause it's, I'm so excited about this. It's so, it's going to be so amazing and I would love to help you. So reach out in a DM, leave a comment below. Um, you can email me Melissa Miller at tyrosupermom.com. So definitely reach out if you have any other questions, cause I would love to help you. So, and follow my girl, Hop. She's amazing too. Mm. Sorry. My name is pronounced Javeria. Oh, Javeria. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, that was wonderful. I want to learn more info, please. If you want more info, be sure to catch Melissa at Melissa Miller 2011 on Instagram. And you can also find her uh, what what is it? handle in the description of this video when I post it. Alrighty. So once again, thank you so much. All the best with your uh, with your new program coming up and all the best. Uh, uh, with your situation as well. Uh, wish you all the best. All wish you good luck. And hopefully we can do something like this in the future. I hope so. Yeah. If you have enough questions, um, maybe we'll have to have you over on my page and we'll just do a part two because we went for an hour and I know we could have gotten so much more. So um, yeah, if you guys have other questions and you want a part two, reach out to um, uh, reach out to how, how do you say your name again? I don't want to slaughter it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, have and um, and well, maybe and you can bring it up to her, and maybe we can do a part two over on my page. So we'll see what happens. So 
Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. It's, am it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a yeah. lot of fun and a great privilege. Same here. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Take care, guys. You too. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and all the questions, and especially Nikki for all your questions and everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she says part two says great. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave it awesome. in, in, hot, in, in, um, in her in her uh, um, neck of the woods. Okay. It's up to her, right? Because she has a busy schedule too. So, um, but if she's up for a part two, your girl, your girl is down. Okay. We will do our part two. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Take care, guys. Um, take care. Bye-bye. Lastly, if you're looking for a way to make extra 10K in your sleep so you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. Bye-bye.